Oh, welcome back to Small State of Big Takes. This is episode 225. Stephen Scott is not here. So, uh, Josh, opening take. Lay it on uh, me. Matt Barnes just baffled the shit out of me. That news. You guys just told me off the pod, and I was devastated. That's an anchor. Yeah, yeah Matt Barnes DFA today after... At Alberto Mondesi, that's essentially that's why, right? I think Duval and Mondesi, the two additions, they gave up Josh Taylor in the Mondesi trade, so they, it's like they needed to DFA one more guy. Yep, uh, incredible that they came to that conclusion. I would like to be in the Red Sox office, uh, crunching those numbers. Well, they say Ryan Brazier projects well. That's uh, mm. that's the defense there for holding on to him. It has. Probably a little bit to do with the the dead money that they would have to eat if they DFA'd him, but so are they using the old style projector like that your second grade teacher would use? Yeah, rolling in. So, <laughs> sorry, Gilly. I know your mom was a second no, grade no. teacher. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Like you know, just uh, putting the film on the fucking thing and projecting that, and it looks like shit. I don't know. Remember those? Remember those overhead projectors? Yeah, you're right. Those were, they'd like do math on it. Yep. That was the cool part about it. It was like a smart, uh, what do they call it? Smart boards in schools now? It was like a smart board before a smart board. You just drew on a piece of film that was on the light. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Never get called up. You're like, all right, finish this problem. The overhead. They called it the overhead. Yeah. Thing would be humming. Thing would be making more noise than anything else in the class. Too, just like, <laughs> I think buzzed and heated up too. It'd be warm usually, <laughs> but that's crazy. What's crazy though? They still owe. I think it's seven and a half million to Matt Barnes though. So Brazier would have been the cheaper DFA. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's Anything's why. better. I don't know, man. I almost not that I would DFA Connor Wong, but you have options at catcher. You know what I mean? Like, what are you know, your options? Reese McGuire, and didn't they get somebody else? Oh, Alfaro. Yeah. Well, Alfaro. Yeah, Alfaro is technically not on the forty man yet. Yeah, he's on a minor deal. So if they wanted to activate him, they'd have to fucking cut someone else. There's got to be somebody worse than Matt fucking Barnes, though. Come on. I mean, Brazier's the obvious one. Matt Barnes is pretty bad, though. Even. I don't know. He's more reliable, reliable than some. You know. He had a good. When he came back, though, he was pretty good, Matt Barnes. Yeah. I didn't realize that until I was looking at the stats. Yeah, he was good when he came back. But when you consider that it was all low leverage situations and irrelevant games, it makes it easier. But, yeah, it was nice to see him actually pitch well since he was so bad for a year and a half or however long it was. Um, But, hey, at least they're making moves. They're buzzing a little bit, you know, making us a little excited. This is the type of season where – you don't have a lot of you don't really have any expectations, but they may this Red Sox roster has a lot of turnaround and there's no pressure on them. You have no expectations. Red Sox are gonna do some damage. Well, you know what? That's a good point too, because I wonder I don't know, Matt Barnes, I don't know what he's like as a like a dude and a clubhouse guy, but like uh, yet yeah, another like staple of the team gone. Right. Like what, what does that. he have? What does he have left though? He was so overworked for three straight years that, like, I don't know. His time just his arm just might be like dead, unfortunately. But 
True, true. But just even just from a clubhouse perspective, though, do you think it's just like totally overhauled now without, I don't know, so many of those guys? But yeah, I mean, new faces. I'm sorry, yeah. yo. The memes are too fucking good under this tweet from Matt Barnes, bro. I'm just geeking out in the background here. <laughs> I can't hold it together. <laughs> <laughs> too many good ones. Oh, you got to go on Twitter and just look at them all. For context, please, if you're listening to this, you need a visual cue to just laugh at. Uh, sorry. Out of an error. Are you guys pumped about Adalberto Mondesi, though? I will say this. I will give Coley Mick his credit. And I tweeted that this morning um, when it happened. <laughs> because, like, he said that probably a month and a half ago. That it would be the perfect trade for the Red Sox. And I don't necessarily disagree. Like, he is not going to do anything flashy for you. He's going to be fast, going to produce some speed if he gets on base. That's the that's the big if. But um, decent guy. Maybe could have been in the wrong situation. Yeah. Worth a shot, right? Especially, I don't know, Josh Taylor had a good 2021. Great 2021, if you. Um, but, like, just did he even pitch at all for us in 2022? Mm-mm. Like AAA, like that's I. It's a low cost though. That's that's my biggest thing. It's like low, low risk, potentially high reward. We might see 40 games of, of Mondesi might get hurt, and then he's going to be a free agent after this year. So it, it could just be like a fun theoretical thing. But I'm I'm kind of into it though. I'm I'm pumped. He's just so he's so talented. That's what's cool about it. He's got a couple. And of they tools. have a, When was the last time the Red Sox had a switch hitter? True. I didn't even think about that. Think about that. Pablo. <laughs> yeah, Pablo. Honestly, right? Or at least like a full-time hitter. I can't really think of one. Marwin was quick, so I don't really count that. He was Yeah, that's true. Marwin was here for he overstayed yeah. his welcome for sure. Yeah. And he was really bad. But from like an everyday guy, because he was still just feeling but yeah. yeah. And I hope Monesty can be an everyday guy, but man, that guy just he kind of reminds me of Rocco Baldelli and the fact that he just, I don't know Rocco ended up having a condition that he didn't know about. Right. But Mondesi is that guy that always showed flashes every April. You're like, Oh my God, this could be the year Mondesi puts it all together. And then he just breaks down. So they're going to have to manage him. Well, right. They're going to have to play him two, three days a week, make sure he's healthy, all that stuff. But like you said, the upside's there for him. Absolutely. For sure. sure. Solid defender, too. That's what they're looking for, right? Let's you keep Kike out in in center full-time, at least when Montessi's playing. So more flexibility, and that's what the Red Sox are really all about this year, if you look at it. All the additions that they made, just all about flexibility for the most part, and they want multiple people to do multiple things, and whether – it works or not will be uh, to be seen, but I am up. I'm cautiously optimistic. I think is the best term I can find for this team. I like it. I'm I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. I think they've they've got some fun pieces. Considering where we were at, like mentally, like um, even just a month ago, I think I'm feeling way way better. Yeah. Remember in like August and September when they were just rolling out these lineups, we're like, what? Who are these guys? 
Yeah, Tommy Pham's like the best hitter in the in the lineup. It's <laughs> like what are we? It's doing? like not even close. They're roll like I can't even remember who they were rolling out at like second base and catcher and the outfield at sometimes and shit. Like I like Rob Refschneider as much as the next guy, but he should not be playing every single day like he was. <laughs> like being the only guy. Like Tommy Pham and Rob Refschneider were carrying you September. It was it was scary. So now you have real major league talent. Good depth, good bench depth, bet bench depth for the first time in a while. Um, excited. I, I I just miss baseball, man. World baseball classics coming. I'm excited for that. First time I really like care about it for whatever reason. I just want baseball. Yeah, that's facts. I've been looking up uh spring training tickets already and seeing what seeing what can happen. You know, definitely. Looking to go to some of the Rays stuff going on in Disney World. So it's real close, but that'll be fun. Trying to get down to Fort Myers, but we'll see. I'm really excited for baseball. RIP Splash Mountain, speaking of Disney. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, last day. Really? Splash Mountain was closed. Yes. Yeah, they're fucked up. How can you? They're rebranding it. I think it's going to be the same thing. Right. Well, um, it's just a little controversy over Song of the South and kind of the theming of the ride in racist wow. and, you know, the story, the story itself being like having racist undertones. Wow, and, Disney being racist, that's a first. Yeah, right. And they can draw sex in the stars and fucking Lion King, but, you know, there's yeah. always been sublim- there's always been subliminal stuff in Disney, which is the wild part, right? Yeah, I mean, Walt Disney, he's, he's <laughs> seemed like a good guy. <laughs> I can't even. End of an era. End of an era. I, I didn't know that though. That's interesting. It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so they're retheming it for um, Princess and the Fro- and the Frog. That movie. Nice. It'll look cool, I think. But, but it's like going to be the same ride, just yeah, re-branded. yeah. Oh, okay. Over, overlay, overlay gotcha. change, basically. Gotcha. gotcha. Just like the uh, they even did because the the Viking one in uh in Epcot, similar. Frozen. Thing. Now it's a frozen yep. ride. It's the same With, ride essentially, but it's superior like, though. S- superior if we're talking <laughs> Disney rides. Oh yeah, no, it's one of the yeah, but <laughs> oh yeah. I I was shocked when they when I realized when I went this past summer. I was like, oh my gosh, it's no longer that. Which again, I get it. That's another thing people don't really love the idea of uh, <laughs> promoting Vikings and just like <laughs> shit that they were <laughs> up the to. Death. Also, maybe questionable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, now Olaf's in it, so it's all good. Shout out to Maelstrom. That was the ride. Oh, good call. I got a hat at their uh, the store there. This yep. when I went this summer. Disney thing I bought all the whole trip. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Disney yeah, hat. Some... The Helly Hansen uh, hat with a <laughs> Nordic flag oh. on it. <laughs> yeah, those are nice, man. I got a couple Helly Hansen jacket, jacket, uh, jackets and stuff. So, um, did you guys watch any of the football? Do you have any comments on that? Joe Burr. <laughs> yeah, they went in there and just, I think the biggest takeaway is just Eli Apple's shit talking on Twitter for a few days. Yeah. He's, he's let him have it. He is. He is. I mean, that's t- at this point, I think we're all on the same page where we all respect and we think that the Bills are a really good team. And Josh Allen's great, but at a certain point, 
it kind of feels, I think people on Twitter are a little dramatic about it, but is the window closing a little bit where it's like, holy shit. What I'm going to one up you. They're just one so, up you. They're so one dimensional. Go ahead, Josh. They are the San Diego chargers, AKA the LA chargers, AKA the chargers. They are a chargers style franchise. They will get there and they will produce during the regular season and will shit down their leg. <laughs> <laughs> in the postseason that's just what happens well if you think about it the dallas that, cowboys that's they're just what, one of those teams <laughs> that's yeah. what the bills did before the chargers did it though four that's straight true. super bowls four straight losses that is impressive that is very that's impressive. an impressive feat so before the chargers were melting down the the bills were doing it it's true i mean so, maybe we're just wrong and it's just billing it could be <laughs> We've just forgotten because they were so bad for so long. But now they have these Super Bowl expectations every year. They're like the shortest odds to win it after like the Bengals or uh, the, the Chiefs every year now. And they can't even reach the Super Bowl. Gilly's got something like it's Josh Allen. It's how the team looks. But you do. You do think about all these other teams, right? You know, they have Josh Allen. The Cowboys have nobody. Okay, so the Cowboys are just whatever. Their defense is good. But um, where was I going with this? Oh, the Chargers have Justin Herbert. Sexy, right? Young, potential talent coming down the pipeline. Good offense um, when they're coached correctly. Dunce of a head coach. Yeah. Um, So it'll just be interesting going forward because even this year, you know, it's three of the four teams. Right, three of the same four teams from last year. Uh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure because it was uh, besides the, the Eagles. Was it? Oh yeah, it was 49ers and Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. No, not Bucks. Won Super Bowl last year. I mean, uh, Rams. Rams, Rams, Rams. Yeah. Yep. So the Rams and Eagles swapped places, but everybody else was the same. So, like, I think we're hitting kind of like that ebb and flow of, hey, these are the good teams. It's just how are they going to produce? It might be like Patriots situation again. Chiefs go. Chiefs are this the is their whole twelve times, but maybe win five. You know who knows? This it could be the Bengals time. Fifth straight, you know? fifth straight AFC championship for the Chiefs. That's crazy. That is very very impressive. In a host, I think they've hosted all five. I that was a stat I saw because it's all those are all in Pat Mahomes basically is first five seasons yeah technically his rookie season he played like the last two games mm-hmm. um before they gave him the reins but that's wild five seasons straight of being the afc championship and hosting it yeah that's bonkers only one super bowl though true I, that's the other thing though um i think uh the part of my take guys had this stat where it's uh i don't know you might have seen it where joe flacco in his first five seasons he has just as many uh, wins as Pat Mahomes in the playoffs. <laughs> How crazy is that? Which like <laughs> that is funny because they because they get a buy every year, as well as and the Ravens. Funny. Ravens obviously never got a buy. Uh, yeah, so, day, so that's funny. Yeah. Just one of those things. And again, in a year for like I don't know, even maybe one more game, it's not going to be true. But that is kind of wild. But to Josh's point too, it could be like the Bengals could be past them because they've Joe Burrow's never lost to Pat Mahomes and. Bengals constantly get disrespected and and looked past and, and whatnot because everybody kind of had the Bills Chiefs look ahead since the beginning of the year really, 
nobody believed that the Bengals were good enough to get back. And here they are in the AFC Championship again, ready to rock. They're not scared to go into Arrowhead. They showed it. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, they were telling the Bills fans to, you know, get their money back for their neutral site location championship game. So I think they have the balls to go in there and, you know, screw around and win that game in Arrowhead. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, they did it last year. Yeah. I will say this. Um, the football gods, uh, we need to fo- talk about the football gods for a minute. Uh, the football gods have smited Trevor Lawrence this past week. Um, Trevor Lawrence has got his first Saturday loss. How about um, that? I was I was pleased and displeased all at the same time. <laughs> and it's just, what a record. What, what yeah. a way. What, what a streak to win so many Saturdays in your entire life. And, you know, it happens. Yeah, it was a great run. It was backdoor cover by the Jaguars, too. That was... Yeah. Feel, I mean, <laughs> that hurt. I don't know. I was mad. I was watching that, and I had bet on them. It's seven and a half, or the Chiefs, excuse me, to cover seven and a half. Um, yeah, that was that was kind of tough. Not going to lie. When they kicked the field goal, <laughs> I was like, okay. Should have yep. done it. Should have gone for the score first. I really do believe that, too. I think it's like they were oh, so no. close. Go for the touchdown. No, you don't think so? Mm-mm. No, because you have a shorter field position. Uh, I don't know. This is not just my coach yeah, brain like, kicking in. Yeah. No, um, I- but, like, so you kick the field goal, especially in that situation because it's, you know, fourth down and short or third down and long, whatever the situation may be. You think about it. You kick the field goal. You take the time. Hope that you get an onside kick with good field position. And then you can short out, short out, like, you know, quick hit over the middle, spike the ball. Like, you have more time because you're already at, like, half field, right? So yeah. it's harder because you're going to be wasting time getting closer and closer. So to have a full kickoff or an onside kick, even if you get it back, you still need to run another play and then kick a longer field goal. So they were in position for a field goal to start. So what might as well take it? We're struggling. Take the time and then try to go after it. You know, it's just like there's a whole like. No, that makes sense. You're right. That makes sense. Coach's head. I mean, you can fight for either way. Realistically, neither thought is wrong. It's really just how much time and how what's the situation. I was so. just mad because I just wanted them to not cover. So that's why I was like, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> don't, don't get it. And then game over, they lose by 10 or whatever. <laughs> of course. No, but good. I mean, actually not the best weekend of games. Not going to lie. None of them were like yeah, crazy, boring. crazy, exciting. Right. I kept waiting for the bills to turn into it in game. They didn't. That was, that was Same tough. The Niners, the Niners Cowboys. Game. Niners game I mean, was pretty good. Yeah. It was okay, it's, I guess. It was kind of just ugly. You're right. It was. It was, it was an ugly, in. sloppy defensive game. And even just that. What about that final play for the Cowboys? Yeah. What the <laughs> hell was that? With that Zeke, was, no. Zeke no. picking the ball and getting lit up. That could be his final snap as a Cowboy. How about that? I'm just like. <laughs> That's. I didn't even think about that. That's just. It's just it's so like stupid. Tom Brady's final snap as a Patriot was interception. Yeah. Did you know Logan? I was know, just going to say, yeah. baller move by Logan yeah, Ryan. That was badass. And, of course, Brady, at this point in his life, career doesn't give a fuck. And he'll, he'll sign that shit. Yeah. 
No, the funny thing too, though, is they had alignment on the field for the Cowboys. Like, oh yeah, out to the right. Well, I mean, alignment. They might have had a couple, but like, I understand the strategy. Like, get all your fast guys on the field and just like get it to someone. But so you have alignment out on the right side, I guess, for blocking purposes. But like, I don't know. You don't think Zeke is going to just get destroyed? It's like he's not that strong of a dude. Sure, he's a good running back, but and he uh, just got steamrolled. <laughs> just bullied yeah um yeah and the eagles rolled too that was pretty yeah i think i think most people saw that coming the eagles i mean giants aren't good the vikings aren't good so no matter who came out of that game the eagles are just gonna roll you guys got now um i don't remember what i said at the beginning to be honest but i think uh i think we get um I want uh, Bengals Niners just because both those teams have just been just kind of like everybody keeps writing them off all year and they just keep winning. There's no way Brock, no way Brock Purdy rookie quarterback makes a Super Bowl and no way Joe Burrow and the Bengals get back to the Super Bowl just won't happen. And that's what I kind of want to happen. I also fucking hate the Eagles. So I want to see him lose and cry. That would be the most neutral Super Bowl, I think, of all time. Like, I think a lot yeah. of people would be in that boat of like, I don't know who the fuck to root for. I just hope it's a good game, you know, because yep. Brock Purdy and Joe Burrow, like the Joe Burrow, like comeback fuck you story and Brock Purdy being like, I hate to say it, but could be Tom Brady-esque here in, in, in the storybook, you know, so you just don't know. Like it, and it's like, oh yeah, I'll just root for whoever. I'm going with you too. Uh, I would like to see that game just for the fun of it, but I ultimately think the Chiefs will will win this one. I do. There's too good. Yeah, Mahomes. Good. Though, good... high, high ankle sprain is not easy to come back from in a week. Yeah, he'll be. He'll, he'll, he was banged up too. He'll be. He'll be limited for sure. His mobility will take a little, little bit of a hit, but. Andy Reid is so smart and they have so many weapons that they'll probably figure out a way to score. It's just, are they going to be able to slow down the Bengals offense? Because they are extremely well balanced. They can run, they can pass, which I think is pretty important when it comes playoff time is that was a big downside of the bills. They just haven't, weren't able to run the football all season and it, it fucking hurt them in the playoffs. Yeah. It's funny that you say that about a neutral feeling because you're right. I feel like I'd be like, oh, okay. I could see either team and not be like upset about it either way with Bengals and Niners in the, the Super Bowl. I feel like that reminds me of remember the Ravens 49ers Super Bowl? I feel like that's how I felt going into that where I was like, ah. Yeah, I actually didn't want either team to win that game. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to see Kaepernick win. And I didn't want to see the Ravens win. Yeah, well, exactly. That's why I was kind of just like, I don't know. Yeah, we haven't had that many of those types of Super Bowls. And obviously, as uh, for for Ali and I, at least Patriots fans like and even for Josh, just having stake in the Patriots um, just because of where he grew up and everything. But like we get half the Super Bowls of the last 15 years we've had <laughs> like, yeah, shot at or at least like got close to. And then you're pissed because it's like, oh, don't want Peyton Manning to win or whoever. But um, yeah, that's funny. Plenty of people that are like Patriots fans that kind of feel awkward right now. <laughs> it's like, what the what the hell is this? Like, what kind of playoffs is it? Yeah, yeah. I 
I think I, I I'm I think the Eagles are gonna win, I'm not gonna lie. I just feel like I said I I was anti Eagles last week. Yeah. Boy was I wrong. <laughs> and I respect the 49ers, don't get me wrong. And I, I do I kind of came around on Brock Purdy. Did I ever tell you guys that I like used to hate Brock Purdy? Kind of as a joke. Why did you like just not like him in college or something? Yeah, when uh, the COVID season um, of college football was his senior year, I think. And Connor and I were doing the college football podcast. And because the Big Ten wasn't a thing, so Nebraska wasn't playing, we each picked like random Big 12 teams to root for. And he picked Iowa State and I picked <laughs> Oklahoma State. So I like kind of just like leaned into hating Iowa State and Brock Purdy and just like. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, That's such a random beef. I know, I know. I was just like, oh, this guy sucks. And Connor would just like rub it in and be like, yeah, Brocktober, baby, let's go. <laughs> and now it's just like, now he's really fun and he's cool. And it, actually, that couldn't have been. Maybe he's a junior. And he's year. actually pretty good. He is. He is, he is it's not, good. It's like there's people out there, and, you know, I was probably one of them at one point. There's like, oh, it's the 49ers. Anybody could be good. But I mean, they they had Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard go through that system, and they looked like dog shit. I think Brock Purdy got to give him some credit. Yeah, it's a very QB friendly system, but he also had to be good enough to be good. So, props to him for holding his own and taking this team to where they've gotten so far. And by the way, really sounds like his teammates have his back 100. percent Like Kittle especially, and I don't blame Kittle because he gets like three times the targets now <laughs> he's like the main focus but uh yeah it seems like everybody is on board with uh with purdy what that i have no idea what they're gonna do in terms yeah. of like next year that's just like a good problem to have i guess but like what the hell do you do jimmy g's probably gone right like where it's like but even him is like an in-house option that you could go with well he's definitely gonna be a free agent jimmy g is true true i just mean low of like I don't know if they really were like, this didn't work out and they wanted Jimmy G back. Could they get him back? Probably. But at this yeah. point he's probably gone. Like you said, but just like in the Trey Lance, who knows what he's going to be when he comes back. I guess it's just going to be Lance and Purdy next year and just like ride with Purdy. Maybe I, yeah. Trey Lance proves he's healthy or Purdy proves that he's not as good as he appears to be. Dude. What if think about how this, like Jimmy G took the 49ers to an a Super Bowl one year, an NFC championship two years later, and really should have made the Super Bowl last year if it wasn't for that dropped pick by Tart. I don't know if you guys remember that, but you literally yep. just dropped like a pop fly to him that should have ended the game. Or was that the Super Bowl? Either way, it was one of those one game that they should have won. And now Brock Purdy took him to an NFC championship at the very minimum in his rookie year. And he doesn't have like neither of those guys could <laughs> very good chance that neither of those guys are starting for the 49ers on week one next next year. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I wonder how many Brock Purdy jerseys there are. I wonder how 49ers fans feel about the whole I don't know many 49ers fans, but like like do they want Trey Lance to start next year or do they, do they just want to keep going with Purdy? I have no idea. You gave up a lot for Trey Lance, and he's played two games or something in two years now. That's not cool. It's tough, man. Like, that's a tough call. Dude, oh, I'm looking at uh, Garoppolo's, Jimmy G's uh, uh, stats right now. His record in San Fran, 
He's 38 and 17. That's just <laughs> yeah. like, that's such he a nasty wins. record to be like, ah, we're good. We're going to look at other guys. And I understand like, he's not a flashy, he's not a Burrow or Mahomes where it's not every game is going to be 400 yards and just like insane numbers. But like he, he's like Alex Smith, a, a rich man's Alex Smith, right. Of like right. kind of a game manager, but he just makes the right decisions. He does. Oh, that's just he, wild. He, that's he just, he just goes out there and wins, man. Just finds a way to win most of the time. Would you would you be opposed to having him back in New England? Of course not. That'd be kind of cool, actually. Oh, yeah. We can talk about that real quick, too. Uh, but Bill O'Brien's back as your offensive coordinator over here in New England. Is it like it's the way I look at it? I kind of related it to Kenley Jansen coming to Boston. It's like, is he the elite coach closer that he once was? No, not necessarily. Is it sexy? Is it f- it's super exciting? Not really, but it's a significant upgrade over what you had. So you're in the right direction. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. I just, the only reason I'm a little bummed about it is because now we're not going to get DeAndre Hopkins. And I think yeah. Because they yeah. just have, I don't think that that's going to happen with the beef in the history that Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins have. <laughs> yep. Oh, that, that was- would be crazy. That would be wild. That'd be a dramatic thing. It's like, <laughs> They just squash the beef. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was starting to talk myself into that. Even with the uh, you see like the the clip this year of uh, Belichick talking to D Hop, being like, "I really respect your game, man." It's like, <laughs> oh shit, is it gonna happen? But- well, my my uh, Josh conspiracy, I, I, these like far fetched dreams, fantasy type trades that I have, I call them Josh conspiracies. My Josh conspiracy <laughs> here is that. Bill O'Brien will come in and uh, Bill O'Brien will somehow convince Belichick to trade up and take Bryce Young in the draft and trade away Mac Jones. Uh, I don't think it would be trading Mac Jones, but I like where this is going. Well, and you'd have to trade Mac Jones out at, to someone if you're trading up to take Bryce Young. Mac Jones would be out the, I've got the perfect scenario. Okay, lay it on me. Let him cook. <laughs> the Patriots trade Mac Jones and whatever other picks they may need to the Buccaneers. Tom Brady gets traded to the Falcons. And oh, the Falcons okay. give their first rounder <laughs> to the Patriots. <laughs> I see where you're going now. Yeah, you know, everybody wins. Yeah, no. I like mine better. I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think, you know, I send you guys over, not that it's like public information, but I send you guys over that QB list of like who's in, who's out like last week. And it was just like looking at it, dude, over 62% of the league could see a quarterback change. That's Isn't pretty that, wild. That is crazy, isn't it? Yeah, like we, and when you look at it, like you say, oh yeah, no, like there's a team here, a team there, but still, regardless, it's at least fifty percent. We're gonna see a fifty percent turnaround on quarterbacks, which is, I don't know, the last time that's happened. Uh, like, think about it. Probably never, dude. I feel like the NFL, even just like the last few years, has been too, so much more turnover than what we saw when we were yeah. younger. It's like you just saw the same guys out there rolling out year after year. They'd bring in a rookie or they draft a rookie. 
And then like halfway through the season, maybe they'd let him start if the other guy sucked. It's like now they're just like, they're ripping it. Like the Colts, like no one was doing what the Colts have been doing. And again, it hasn't worked. But like, I give him credit for being like, screw it. Like, you know what? Phil Rivers, give him a shot. Boom, <laughs> didn't work out. Matt Ryan, you're up. Boom, not going to work out. Carson Wentz in between. Boom. <laughs> yeah. It's cool, though. I, I like it. I like it. I'm in on it, too, for sure. It's kind of like the NBA. People move around all over the place. Shout out the NBA. I have watched four games this week. Like, well, wow, counting like you. since the last podcast. Dude, I was like randomly watching. Well, I watched a Heat game because it was on. But I watched the uh, Celtics. Um, yeah, I don't even know anymore. See, like I just paid that much attention. Sounds that about right. It was a good game. It was last like Tuesday or Wednesday. The Warriors game? Yes, that's who it was. Steph Curry hit the half court shot. Dude. Like, you know, yeah, that, that was a good game. I actually enjoyed watching basketball. How about that? Big take. It's fun again. It's, I mean, any- oh, no, 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 no. No, it's not fun. <laughs> There's no defense. Well, I mean, that is kind of fun. Of like, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Let him score. Come on, man. No, I need, I just, like, somebody on the floor. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they'll change the rules in a year or two. But it's just like the NFL, right? It's like they're just prioritizing offense because that's what people want to see the most. You're right. It's like you don't – every once in a while a team will emerge that's, like, defensive first, and that's, like, revolutionary in the moment. But um, you do – I I will defend it a little bit. Because you do see kind of defenses come out a little bit more when the playoffs come around. Like a lot of these teams are just load managing to the to make it to the playoffs because they know they can make it. Once they get in the playoffs, that's when they really go crazy. But it's not it's it's not what it it once was, Josh, and it never will be. You know, everybody shits on Jason Terry name drop. You know, for trying to go up and block LeBron, and he got that posterizer dunk. You guys remember that? Of course. Yeah. Dude, I applaud Jason Terry. He has the balls to try to try to block LeBron dunking the ball, driving up the middle of the lane. Please give me give me Jason Terry every single day on defense, please. By the way, it is kind of crazy that LeBron is like 38 years old and he can still dunk like that. That dude is just a freak. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't really care about winning anymore. I think that's pretty clear, but he just wants records and milestones. And that dude, uh, he's he's still pretty good at basketball. So good good for him. Oh conspiracy. Oh not conspiracy, more like this is what I want to happen. I want the Memphis Grizzlies to to like drop in the lottery so they get Bronny James and then LeBron, Ja, and Bronny are all on the same team. Dude, have we talked about that? Or was that maybe I had a conversation about that with Sosa where I was like, dude, LeBron to the Grizzlies would actually be an awesome fit. And we're kind of like Yeah, dude. That, that would make them crazy. so relevant. <laughs> and so it's kind relevant. of perfect too where it's like they I don't think he has beef with any of them, right? Like he's he's no. cool with them. I, like I, the what about the other night, dude? Yeah, he's I got beef with Dylan Brooks. Sharp. Does he? Is that real? I think Dylan Brooks just hates everyone. I just don't think he's like. I think he's that's just... also true. He, that dude is always running his mouth. But for sure, 
You guys got any uh, closing takes? I don't know if we missed any topics, but it could be a double episode week this week. Might be subbing out Gilly for Steve tomorrow night and bringing in a guest. Oh, man. On short notice. But any, any closing takes? No, I, think I, I think I'm going with the URI game Saturday. I was just going to ask if you were... Uh... Your plan on that or anything? I think I'm going on Saturday. Should be me with like seven other fans, and uh, we'll have a great time. Heck yeah, man! That's a little salary. Right? Yep. Dating tomorrow night. Dating tomorrow night. Archie Miller revenge game. True. Don't love that spot for them, but true. no, no, <laughs> it could get ugly. It could get ugly. That's okay. Think, it's your one. I think I'm gonna crack the top. 10,000 in my March Madness bracket. Oh, pretty soon. Better start grinding. Way, gotta start grinding. Uh, it's almost Axum time. I hope Stephen F. Austin uh, wins their tournament and gets in. Could have a chance. They're uh, solid team this year. Horrible. The last game I watched, I said that a couple podcasts ago. Right. Absolutely they, horrible. But they, they hold their own over there in the whack. That's whack. that's my team, boy. Them and uh, the Cyclones. Sorry, Gilly. <laughs> Iowa State, <laughs> Iowa State, baby. Iowa, Tyrese about, Halliburton, stand up. What about your uh, Kansas State Wildcats? They're fifth right now. No, oh, you you know you know I like some Michael Beasley actually. <laughs> they're they're actually nasty this year, and they're playing today. Kansas State and Iowa State, nine o'clock. Celt- Go watch it. Should be a great game. Celtics heater on. Going to watch that. Sorry. All right, all right. See you later, boys. Good talk. We'll be back next week with a full squad, hopefully. Yes, sir. All right.